I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. All right. What's going on? We're back. Yes. Back, back with the party. jump off. Yes. What's <laughs> yes. that little Kim song? Do, 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 do. We back uh, with the jump off. Been gone for a minute. Now I'm back with a jump off. Ooh. Goons in the club. Hey, it's popping Tom Poff. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> All we want to do is party. <laughs> I used to know that one. Yo, I had uh, that that came out. I think that was like my sophomore, junior year in high school. Yeah, uh, so I throwback. used to have those verses down. Uh, I'm a little shamed out that I don't right now yet. You know. I haven't heard it's that okay. song in so long. I, you know what my job was in? Well, not job, but I was in um, played basketball in high school. And, okay. Um, was it my sophomore year? I don't remember what year it was. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they had me make the um, the tape for like when we come out like on the court so like, like i started out yeah so like okay. so when you warm up you know you listen to music and so yeah. um i think i had i don't know if i had bring them out um bring them out bring them out mm-hmm. ti here with the burrell jay-z yeah boom, and so boom, it came boom, out boom, boom, and then boom, i had boom, like yep. i had the most like <laughs> hood mixed <laughs> And mind you, most of my teammates were white. Therefore, the people in the stands were white. Because I was in upstate New York at this time. Okay. And so, we like, you're coming out to Jay-Z. And then you come out to like, um, I think I had like this Biggie freestyle going yes. on in the background. And I think the jump off was one of them too. And so, it was like, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Probably not even since high school. Since that mixtape. Because your girl used to make tapes for people. I that was something this. I did. Yeah. yeah. Ever since like middle school, I used to So burn they started CDs. off as cassettes and then made their way um, no, to I'm CDs? That. I'm not there. I wasn't that. Oh, wasn't my bad. <laughs> you just you just aged yourself. <laughs> <laughs> when you said middle school, I said, yeah, bitch, VHS, cassette tape. <laughs> no, I did not make those. But I did my make bad. the burn CDs. <laughs> I did the little the LimeWire deal. Oh, yo, LimeWire was the one. Yes, and so Y'all I would always Lime make CDs lock. and give them out to people, and then I would draw like album covers on because like I with drew with your sharpies. Yes, and like <laughs> I drew like my own little album cover, and like I would name the CD. I used to go all out, but yeah. That explains why your handwriting is so nice. Uh, You've because seen my handwriting? Yeah, I've seen it places. Oh. Yeah. I mean, here and there. Also, is is to, to find the writing style. Is the Michaela from Beadwork by Michaela not part oh, of your is. handwriting? It you is. know, it and is. your initials. You put those same initials on the back of your beadwork. Like I it's do. fly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, you. I see it. Thank you. Thank you. It feels <laughs> good to be seen. <laughs> I know you see it. I oh, know. Speaking of another song, you don't know that one. Mm-mm. Uh, I know you see it. I know you see it. So break on red, something on ice. Da 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 da. I know you see. I know you see it. I know you see it. You see. I know you see it. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that's music. Well, here now you have me singing on mic. Leave me. Leave me our podcast, and you just go off to be this 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 rapper you know and i'm a little person but it's okay. oh i don't know about all that however i would possibly like a cute feature on maybe an izzy track um uh, or maybe even just you know standing in the background as mike capes uh hits one of his live performances you know just to be in the yeah. back uh, in the wing <laughs> <laughs> then i'll bring out my mic sound right? yeah <laughs> Anyway, we don't gotta listen to my sound effects anymore. Why? No, what you talking? Oh no, I thought I thought you were dismissing me, and then here it was talking about your sound effects. Dismissing myself. I introduced myself, then dismissed it real quick. Yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to co-sign you dismissing. No, 
So, like, oh yeah, the, thank you for finally saying it. Oh my gosh, no, I'm playing. Oh no, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, now I'm just insecure about my. <laughs> That might be no, don't ever be. As I told you, it's my favorite. Uh, you got it. I, I didn't mean to jump in. That was my fault. You got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like our reference game has been on on a high note these last two episodes. Oh, right. Yo, it's but, only um, going to develop. Yes. But anyway. Yeah, anyway. In all the ways, this week, how, how have you been... Um, it's, yeah, what's been going it's on? It's been good. I mean, the, the colonist holiday of July 4th was this last weekend. and <laughs> So the whites were out celebrating, you know, making their bland foods. I'm just playing. I'm, oh <laughs> I'm on one today. Anyway, so yeah, so a lot of family, you know, some people have traditions. So I hung out with my family this weekend. We didn't do anything too big, um, but... But yeah, I mean, the sun's still kicking, and that's kind of it. I mean, it's yeah. summertime, and not much we can do with how hot it really is besides swim, but with July 4th going on, we just, you know, like I said, some families continue to have those traditions, and so I'm, I'm very, I'm an advocate, obviously, for Juneteenth and that Independence Day, but mm-hmm. it's going to take a minute for J- July 4th to settle with some people, including, you know, family and friends. So we hung out, and um, we did the cookout deal. No, here here I am. Nice. This week, so not too much going on. Of course, it's the usual work, um, the work with beads. <laughs> that's yeah. about it. Um, that's all that's going on. Dope. I know I feel kind of bad because last week I definitely asked you a very work-related question with how, you know, your week has been and everything, yet um, don't ever let me dismiss you and or not acknowledge that, you know, you are a person as oh, well. Oh, no, it's okay. Then, That's all I talk about, yeah. so you didn't know any better. It's okay. It's not even well, a bad yeah. thing. I feel so, like all I talk about is work. So, like, I got, an, got on, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to talk about work. People are sick and tired of me talking about work. And you're like, so how's work? <laughs> right. I, I didn't That's even write brand. anything down or, like, have I'm like, all right, Michaela, stay focused. Don't talk about work. <laughs> so, no big deal. I always talk about work. You know, I like working, though. I really yeah. do like working. Yeah. I feel like you need to find occupation that doesn't feel like, like work. So I think that's yeah. why I talk about it a lot all the time. But to other people, it probably sounds like work. So I try to spotlight a little bit of both personal and work so people know that I'm human. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's crazy, well, what's great about the work that you do, and especially with organizing, speaking of independence and freedom, uh, with the Juneteenth event that you put together and just boss handled all all the way through uh like i know that there has to be a lot that you learn both about like outside and event planning and then even just for yourself you know like the things that you hear the things that you experience uh, and the things that you're witnessing and so i wonder like going through that whole process and all the uncomfortable uncomfortability that you have to encounter and all the successes that you get to enjoy like how does that affect you like how are you feeling after that whirlwind um, that's a really deep question. I got chills. You know, I got, okay. <laughs> I got chills. I couldn't hit the note. But, um, I think, I mean, this is how I'm interpreting the question. I think just um, between oh the work that I do and how heavy the hat can be with all that it comes with, like okay. for the event, for example, um, having that weight of feeling like you have to have an ex- a successful event, but also know the history behind it. Also have, you know, that hat on when the interviewers come to interview you for the newspapers or for the media outlets. You have to constantly wear this hat, but also be knowledgeable about what you're doing, why you're doing, how you're doing it. You know, you have to be very yeah. detail-oriented um, with how you choose to move, especially with something as monumental as Juneteenth. Not only do you have to make you know, the community happy and make them feel comfortable and nothing can go wrong. You also have to, you know, make sure you're doing, you know, the right thing on behalf of the black culture and not misrepresenting anything, not leaving anything out. And then you also have to make sure you have that understanding of the holiday and for black culture just in general and being able to use the right words when people talk to you about this, that, and the third, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's a heavy hat when it comes to event yeah. planning. And then when it comes to other work, 
such as beadwork, for example, and being able, you know, and I think just in all of my work, I am very proud of who I am. So that exudes through my work. And so by come on, exudes. That, I see you. <laughs> so, wait, was that the word last yeah. week that I couldn't get? And I just naturally yeah. said it now. Boom, you better look just it. You drop it so naturally. <laughs> but all of I think I'm very deep rooted in who I am and it protrudes through my work. And I think when if I think is what you're asking me is how do I juggle all of that? Um, and sometimes I think the pressure is what you're asking of what I, I do. But yeah, let me finish my point first because yeah, I you totally it. drifted. But um, but yeah, but even with beadwork and just embodying yeah. who I am and why I do it, how I do it, how my ancestors did it, have being knowledge, having to be knowledge, knowledgeable, not knowledgeable about it. Um, and then I don't know. It's it's a lot. Um, with what I do because I feel like it's not that I'm walking on eggshells, but it's knowing to go slow enough to really understand to get to be able to embody what you're doing and being to appreciate the process of what you're doing. Yeah. If all of that made sense, I feel yeah. like, I don't know. Hopefully I got the interpretation of your question correctly. If not, definitely ask me again. Cause yeah. that's, I, I wasn't completely sure, but I feel like I might've just added extensions to your question. <laughs> Come on extensions. I could, for, <laughs> I could do for, I could do for some Did extra bundles to my question? question. Yeah. You were in it. Yeah, I mean, was really, I in it or was I around it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's proximity. At least it was within the vicinity. Um, okay. Well, yeah, no, because I again, I just you know, we're humans. You know, you go through mm-hmm. a process like you're going through stress. You're going through these uh, educational panels that people are basically sharing their stories. You know, mm-hmm. speaking specifically of the event itself, the day of the event, and the guests that spoke. Mm-hmm. You know, so just you being so immersed in all of it um you know you have to come out on the other side of it a different person you know that's so much work and so much dedication and commitment and connection to other people and that's really all I was curious about is just like how that was for you you know like yeah well that's the thing too is I think and that's what I need to learn how to change because I'm so busy and if you do work with me you know that I and even just watch me like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I'm like making sure everyone else is okay. Hey, did you eat? Hey, did you have some water? Hey, are you, is everything good? Do you need this? Do you need that? Um, you know, how can I make it easier for you? Because I'm just so appreciative that people want to work with me or people that want to be a part of the things that I'm doing. And it's such an honor for me. I put myself, you know, I, I like to I serve people too much to where I don't really get to embody the work that I'm doing and the outcomes mm. of it. So I don't, I, I don't get to sit, I don't sit there and enjoy just the view of what I'm, I'm doing to where I, that's what I want to be able to change. You know, I, I honestly, I didn't really listen to many of the speakers because I'm so, Got you know, it. I didn't, that didn't, I, that didn't internalize with me because I'm so busy on functioning the event and making sure everyone else is getting the most out of it that I never get the most out of my events because, yeah. you know, it's just, it starts, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, then it's over. <laughs> and so, yeah. and that's how it goes. And so I always rely, that's why I always have videographers or photographers because in that way I can go back and look at it. But um, Rebecca Miles actually said that, um, or I'm kind of paraphrasing, but basically she was just like, next year, you need to get some help because I can only see this thing getting bigger mm-hmm. and I want you to see the work that you do and the impacts it has on other people. Uh, and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, you know, I need <laughs> to do that. And so I think when with your question with, you know, how do I feel afterwards? It's like, I don't really have a feeling. I'm not numb necessarily. Like, I'm, oh, I'm glad that it was successful. I'm glad that, you know, people, there wasn't any huge issues. That's kind of like my mindset. Um, so that's something I also need to change is just being more present. And I always tell people to be process oriented, not outcome oriented. But when it comes to event planning, it's very hard to do if you don't have, you know, a big enough team to kind of, you know, have your back in a sense. And so that's something I want to change and get a team on board and, you know, more than just me and Tommy, because it's a lot to handle. So, um, so yeah, I guess to answer your question, I don't. I don't have a feeling and it's kind of sad, but that's just like, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that's what needs to change. You got it. You're having it, a therapy, therapy session live on air. Like. 
Right. So I, I just now realize that I don't feel a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You might well, have to break this long answer now that I had of me just misinterpreting you the entire no, last not at all. No, you didn't. No, you really I didn't. I mean, to answer any questions about my life. Just kidding. <laughs> for real. <laughs> uh, no, thank you so much for all of that. And really, I mean, my questions aren't pristine either. They're flawed. You know, um, there's a lot of presumption in it. You know, who says that you are to learn something? Who says that you are to anything? Um, sit and synthesize whatever it may be um yeah i was just very curious about that uh, because yeah mm -hmm. just with any of our situations where you know we are highly driven and going through a lot of tasks or just anything i, I just always wonder about well i think just within any type of work or any literally anything you do yeah. especially being a person of color or a black and brown person like we we're kind of discussing in our last episode but um being a black and brown person, it comes with different pressures, right? It comes with you having to be that much better. It's, it comes with you having to be 10 steps ahead to be on the same playing field. And I think that's how I kind of have to be, especially being here in the Pacific Northwest and having PIs watch me who, you know, have no idea what I'm advocating for, have no idea what, you know, what you need, having no idea what that event even, is, you know, means or what it, you know, acknowledges and, with the things that I do, with the work that I do, I always feel like I have to be 10 steps ahead. Rather than yeah. enjoying the outcomes of my work and understanding, I'm trying to, you know, making sure I'm that much better so that way we can get our point across. That way we can get our, you know, show what our community's fighting for, making sure we're representing ourselves in a professional way or, you know, at least myself. Yeah. And, um, I think that comes a part of my work ethic, which needs to change. Then I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, out loud and realizing it, we've always had to be that much better and always be on our P's and Q's. But I think if you're doing it as a collective, you know, and you have a team behind you and you're confident in what you're doing, you know, I think those pressures shouldn't be there, shouldn't have to be there. And um, I think I'm fig slowly figuring that out. Yeah. I just feel like that's kind of where my, I guess, work ethic comes from as well, is just having, trying to be that much more ahead so nothing goes wrong because we can't afford to look bad as a people, if that makes sense. Ooh, yes. You know, which, like I said, needs to change, but I'm figuring out how, how to do that, how to change it, but also how to continue to be that much better at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Look at you <sighs> making me have all these self-actualizing <laughs> <laughs> <actualizing> moments. <laughs> Yo, thank you for, uh, for one, allowing yourself to go through it. And then, you know, here we are in space with you. So I appreciate you. Know, before you. we got, got on, I told Kellen, <laughs> I said, I don't have much to talk about for my week. You know, it's July 4th is what it is. And look at now I've been talking for the last like 30 minutes because he just wants me to see deep inside of myself for whatever reason. Just hits me with a out of the blue therapy session when I literally supposed to say, oh, my week was great. How was yours? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you thought you weren't going to talk? Uh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh. But, um, but that is something my therapist tells me all the time. It's like, Michaela, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, hey, I need time to think yeah. about it. It's okay for you not to have to say yes to everything. And I'm like, I got to say yes to everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. But, um, but yeah. But anyway, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> uh my week is showing me that I am in need of uh, a therapist yet again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, thank you for even mentioning it. I, I actually really do enjoy that you have used that word a few times in a few of our episodes, uh, as well as right here. Yeah, just therapist yes. and therapy. Um, yeah, I enjoy yeah. that it's it's normalized, you know, like hearing mm -hmm. people just talk about it in general. And I know that traditional Western therapy isn't for everyone. Uh, however, I'm like, uh, <laughs> can I get some of it, though? <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I, I have experienced some of the healing from it before. And although I'm not working with a therapist right now, I am starting to get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm starting to feel it. And I think a lot of yeah. it does have to do with the stuff that you're talking about of being 10 steps ahead in order to be matched. Or mm -hmm. um, I even talked about the emotional labor that's tied into a lot of the work. 
oftentimes, especially with like beadwork and with me specifically in the work that I've been doing lately, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot tied in emotionally and it's helping me to understand a lot historically as well as like the way that it affects my life today. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then just, I don't know, it's been a lot to process and it's been standing out. I did a, another presentation, um, this past week for another group of people. Uh, and that was great. I had an amazing time. And at the exact same time, I was placed in another situation where I'm in a traditional Nimipu Nespers homeland. Uh, and as I drive through these places, uh, they are now present day, like vacation spots with, you know, million dollar homes surrounding the lakes and the waterways. And, you know, you see all these people, <clears throat> Just like going about their day as like these tourists living casually and living life so freely. Mm-hmm. And it hurts my soul because one, you know, just the colonialism of it all, you know, just to start. And then also, too, because I'm like, yes, these are trappings like, yes, a clean city and a tourist destination, a jet ski, a boat, a large mansion, fancy cars. These are trappings, you know, they're they're physical manifestations so they don't really mean much. Yet at the exact same time, you know, like I work. And although I'm only working part time, I'm like, I, I still work and I, I do my own work. Uh, and I guess I do have IHS. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like having a little bit of a time trying to lock down a therapist for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me because I'm like, OK, like if I just had the money, then I would just go out and, and just hire the person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I would just, it wouldn't matter. I would be able to go through and search for people who are culturally competent. I'd be able to search for people um, who who focus in, in these ways and, and, and I don't have to explain myself, um, you know? I, I may have trailed off, trailed off a little bit, yet like the fact that people have access even to healing, um, and then that, that, that's only the mental health, you know? Like, yeah. um, you know, food. You know, you can you can give yourself a good cuisine, whereas like, you know, diabetes for a lot of my family is like a thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the food desert, which you've discussed in around our reservation, um, you know, these things where it's like. I drive through these towns and I see, especially again, how I've been working on the treaties and how it's, you know, this land theft and Ty even talked about it um, in one of our episodes a few weeks ago uh, about land and the resource and how land back could off you know, possibly work and, 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 you know, you're paying us for this time or for the land and for everything that you've taken from us, you know? Um, anyways, so it's hard to like go through these places and see people living these lives. Uh, and it's not like an envy or a jealousy for that life. It's not like, Oh, I want your boat and I want your mansion because that'll make me happy. Yeah. I also know that with that comes that financial freedom where I'm not stressed every day where I have to work this many hours in order to provide for my family. You know, if something does come up, then I could probably just shell out this amount of cash because it wouldn't mean as much to me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just all of that stuff. It, it bothers me and it freaking hurts my soul. Uh, and so, I mean, that's just kind of like a carryover from the previous week. Yeah. It's actually been a thing where it's just like, trying to process these these emotions and these realities as mm-hmm. I'm physically put into these spaces and yeah. put in into these uh, environments where I'm, I'm I'm interacting with these people you know and I, and I know that people are good at their heart I don't blame people mm-hmm. um, yet at the exact same time it's like well the system that we all live by and uphold is what brought us here and within that system me and mine, do not benefit in the way that you and yours do. And that's the part that really, really irks me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a trip. Yeah, for even for just kind of touching back on your therapy situation in a sense to where it's like, you know how great it would be if I could find a black indigenous therapist? (laughs) You know? You know? These things do anger us a lot of these things are triggers you know and triggers are only things that are unhealed within you and that you're trying to figure out how to heal and it's like you can't always get that from a therapist who isn't like you or a therapist who doesn't have those experiences that you do but um 
they're out there. I think, and even, well, yeah, I think it's like, they're like books, you know, it's mm. like you read books, not for you. You get so far, it's not for you. Yeah. You just oh, keep yeah. going until one hits. And that's just kind of how it is with therapy. It's like, you, there are therapists out there for you, but it is going to take some finding and some doing, but it's also a part of enjoying the process as well, because for one, you're realizing the things that trigger you, triggers you. You are realizing the things that make you angry. You're realizing the things you need to work on. So yeah. it's like, take those, make note of them. So that way, when you do find someone that hits, this are, these are some of the things I want to talk about, you know? Yeah. But no, I completely understand where you're coming from and why it angers you the way it does. Because, you know, it's it would anger me too. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I guess <clears throat> the last part of it really is just kind of wondering like how long... I can hold on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you journal? I I have before. I haven't recently. It's something to get back into for me because yeah, that definitely is a great practice in promoting mental health for for me that I, I have experienced before. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, if you haven't found someone that necessarily has stuck because it just bottles up. And I think for me, because that's where I'm at is the bottling right now. Mm-hmm. I know for me, when things are on my mind or things are making me angry, things are no matter how what it's even things that are making me happy. You know, yeah. I want to be able to get them out in a sense and get them out of paper as get out, get them out on paper as opposed to letting it, you know, rather than stuffing it down within within inside of me and bringing up when I feel like it's comfortable. But the fact that I'm even, even able to get it out, I think is a big deal. So yeah. if I'm angry about something. I'm going to write this down because it's on my mind and it doesn't deserve to take up my energy. It doesn't deserve to embody me. It doesn't deserve for me to put that energy out onto other people. So let me write this down. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's there. I can come back to it when I feel like I want to get come back to it. I can add on to it whenever I want to add into it. Even happy moments. It's like, this is moment is making me happy and I don't want to forget this feeling. Let me write it down. So then that way, when I'm in those angry moments or those sad moments, just the thought of me taking me back and reading what I wrote down while I was happy, that's, you know, that's a form of self-help as well. So I think that's why just journaling, I feel like is very important for other people, because if you can, if you don't haven't found someone to release and to understand you, such as a therapist, then um, it's just good to get it out. Just get it out, write it down, you know, do voice recordings, do whatever, yes. you know, and you'll notice your growth as you go. Think about when you look back on them two months, two years, two decades and realizing, hey, this is how I felt and this is how far I came. It feels really Ooh. good that I don't get as angry as I used to get. So there's a lot within documenting, I think. And, but yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about journaling. and just yeah. Because sometimes it helps. Sometimes you just, and sometimes I even realize when I go to therapy, it's like, oh, some, all I want to do is get it out sometimes. Or it's like, am I tripping for thinking yeah. this way? And they're like, no, nah, Michaela, you got every right to feel this way. And it's important for you to feel what you're feeling. And that's what kind of therapists, I think, tell you a lot. Their job isn't to necessarily tell you what to do. If you feel yeah. like you're going to go into therapy and say, tell me what to do. This is what is making me making mad. This is who's making me mad. Their job's mm. going to tell you how to deal with the situation. They want you to come to that realization for yourself so that way you can, it will stick. It becomes a habit. You know, it's not for your authentication. I cannot speak today. <laughs> Authentification? Yes. And so okay. anyway, it's like... I was just guessing with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right, we're getting to know each other very well. Right. Now you know what I'm trying to say when I can right. say it. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it's that their job isn't to diagnose you or to say, I mean, therapy is all just based off of theories, all of the, all of their studying. They're human as well. And I think people need to realize therapists are human as well. And they're only, you know, they, they do the research and they do the studying, but you have to figure out what's best for you. And they want you to figure that out. So it starts taking the little steps, reading the books, writing down, journaling, doing whatever to figure out how you move, the way you move and how, how it's best to move forward. So... I don't know. There's that little mental health. Yeah. Of well, our, thank of our you. Show. You're right. But, um, well, but, the thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. I was just gonna say, um, the thing that helps a lot is is music. Uh, for me, yeah, I was and, gonna um, lead into you that. Know? Too. <laughs> well, because really, because um, I I've been playing the. <laughs> I'm so late. I've been playing uh, Chloe and Halley's album. Oh yeah. That's uh, one. Which came out what last year, I do, believe. Do. Yes, you better sing it. Um, 
anyways, I've been playing it on repeat uh, those like past 10 days. So yeah, I was sleeping on Ungodly Hour. It came out back in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, two songs on there. Uh, I think it's Overwhelmed and Lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go right into one another. And that like, well, one, just having the album on repeat has been dope. And then that section of the album has like been just like striking my heart every time. So all the stuff that I've been talking about, uh, like that part of the album, I'm like, oh, it gets me. Uh, And then it's funny because it's like, yeah, I've never met these people and I've never, all all the things, yet um, how music can translate so beautifully and, you know, like it can connect us and and these experiences that we all share in our different capacities. Uh, And I've been so happy to have that because it, it has given like a melodic, presence to this thing that I have been feeling inside and not exactly sure how to communicate yeah yeah music goes a long way for a lot of people um and I don't think I have necessarily I think no well no I think everybody connects to music in some sort of way but I know some music is really therapy for some people like when they listen and it all has to do with just relatability you know and because the artist chose to put their emotions on paper they were able to express it to the masses who are going through the same thing so I completely understand how music definitely influenced but yeah for sure I think just just music and especially going back towards indigenous cultures as well but definitely black culture in expressing yourself that was one of the key ways we were able to express ourselves you know music has always been that for us ever since spirituals you know and so i think um i feel like that's what music's supposed to do what did lauren hill say um i'm gonna have to get back to it but she (laughs) says a lyric and it's basically the same thing um what it is i know i'm trying to think but um but yeah so i think i think music is very much needed in a lot of aspects and it it comes from the root of passion and you know how we live our day-to-days whether it's through our mental health or through well it all kind of comes down to mental health but um and just even the societies we live in yeah i live my life with the absolute soundtrack if you're around me you'll most likely hear me playing a song at some point uh because if it's uh, getting dressed, there's music on. If it's uh, studying or doing work, like there's music on. If I'm doing anything, I I, I throw music on for so much. Uh, and I love that we can soundtrack our lives. And even Mike talked about this. Mike Capes in our last episode, how like uh, thinking of music in a week. I loved how he said that. Uh, how like mm. there's the, the Friday and Saturday music. And then you also need to have music for like your Sunday through Thursday. Um, and when he said that, that really struck out to me because I'm like, or, or it stuck out to me because yeah, just how much when I think of myself and how I soundtrack, literally soundtrack my life, I'm like, what am I feeling right now? You know, I go to my phone, I put that on uh, Disco Essentials, you know, because I want to be upbeat and poppy and like going, you know, mm-hmm. um, or I'll put on my SZA or I'll put on my Solange when I want to feel a certain way. Uh, oh, Solange is a whole vibe. Oh. I love me some Solange. <sighs> do, do. Dude, that's my song. That song hit so hard. I feel uh, like who doesn't relate to this song? Like, but no, yeah. Salon is a whole don't touch my uh, like she bro. Uh, she goes uh, in. Salon is a whole vibe. <laughs> a whole thing. I saw her twice in concert actually in twenty eighteen. I've seen Beyonce, but I have not seen Solange. Solange is the truth. That that album was epic. Oh my gosh, ridiculous. A Seat at the Table. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That that album really, like, I feel like submerged her. Like, she just boomed to the world. Yeah. And she did it so nonchalantly. That was, that was, yeah. That was a good. With the dopest fashions and the best affirmations. You know, Mm -hmm. like you saw all those body types, all these like beautiful skinned people together and being artsy in such a beautiful way. It's like That was a work of art. Just the whole like video, music video. And I think it is Cranes in the Sky where she just pans for Mm -hmm. like 10 seconds and moves to and she's just standing there. But it's like it's so deep and it makes you embody the music the way she wants you to embody the music. So, yeah. Yeah. It's dope. 
Well, then, too, I thank you for bringing up the roots of it because, yeah, like music has come through us like through through centuries. You know, we're, it's it's mm-hmm. in our blood, it's in our bones, and all of us, you know, all of us have a music tradition somehow. Yeah, and I feel like it's been a challenge for us just as black and brown people to get our music to be sustained without it being mm. whitewashed so much. Ooh. Know? But, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to cut you off right there. So no, no. You didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> because that's the hard part. It's like we had a, we have to literally fight for everything that we have, and especially music. And music has shifted this country so dynamically mm-hmm. that – I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to me how much has been stolen from us. And it's like even down to the music, like black people have established so many of these genres that people don't even understand, you know, from African drums to slave songs and Negro spirituals to blues, jazz, hip hop, everything in between. Black culture has profoundly influenced American media and culture, you know, and I mean, that's how we express ourselves. And I think that's why music is so dominant, especially within us, because it's always been deep rooted. I know, especially for black people through experiences, through passion, through traumas. That was the only way that we could express ourselves. And even with slave spirituals, that's how the slaves communicated with one another because they weren't allowed to speak to one another, you know, too loudly um, within the the fields, you know, like, for example, even coded language. I always like to bring up um, Harriet Tubman. Have you seen the movie Harriet? No, because of my slave <gasps> I, I rule. Tell, oh, shoot. Yeah, I Yeah, forgot. my slave movie rule. One, However, I love it's Cynthia like Erivo. It's like an action. I like It's like a slave action movie. Like okay, it's not yeah. It's not focused on bloodshed or rape okay. or, you know, too much trauma. It's more of a thrive. I like to see it as like a thriving action film. But anyway, so like, yeah, so a lot of the things that we said was through coded language and through the music that the through the music, um, like follow the drinking gourd or using terms as, you know, I'll meet you on the other side. It's like all, you know, that's the way we expressed ourselves back then finding our way through freedom, you know, by, by saying, you know, I'll meet you out on, you know, by saying, I'm going to see you on the other side or, you know, um, that just established that we are striving towards freedom and, you know, I'll see, you know, always looking for the greater good in a lot of things. Um, but yeah, anyway, from doing slave spirituals or coded language um, to even stepping, you know, that came from oh, come on, influences. Then. Um, and even hip hop has a combination of all of everything and all of the good, not goodness, but, you know, it's it, it all stems from an experience. It all stems from finding our way to express ourselves even back then and it's it's like we didn't have the opportunity to do what all you know what white people were able to do and so music was something that we were able to have fun with you know when we are done working on the field we go home and we you know get with you know our friends and our families and play music back then you know what I mean so it's always been in a free uh freedom of expression but I don't know that's just that's my little tidbit. I feel like I'm so deeper and I just don't want to. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It's going to make me angry. <laughs> but, but yeah. And then even from native music too. I'm yeah. Like, that music was stolen as well because shout out to Mike Sabota because he, um, I cannot think today and it's driving me crazy <laughs> because all these words I'm seeing but aren't coming out of my mouth. Um, he suggested. <laughs> This film rumbled to me. Whoever is able to watch it, definitely go watch it. Um, but it basically talks about how natives have influenced bl- uh, blues, jazz, folk, pop, rock, and heavy metal. So you have these top tier artists such as Jimi Hendrix, Charlie Patton, Jesse O. Davis, and so many more. They're all spotlighted and how they basically influence the greats of rock and roll music. Wow. But what a lot of people don't know is the basis for rock for, for rock music stemmed from the beats of the drum origin, originating from a lot of the southern tribes, such as the Choctaw tribes in North Carolina. Um, and even Coeur d'Alene tribes had an influence, has, have influenced Mildred Bailey's jazz music. So it's like a lot of the music that we listen to, a lot of people don't really understand um, where it really, really stems from and how much of an influence not only black people have had, but native people have, as, have had as well. Um, but yeah, kind of wanted to blend those two a little bit, but um, you did that. 
But yeah, and like I always think about all these people up here riding around these the whites when they drive around in their big old gas guzzling trucks with Confederate flags and you know blasting country music. But little do they know, and if they did know, bluegrass was highly linked from Africa through the instruments which included the banjo, and that's kind of where country music had begun. But ba- mm-hmm. a banjo is more of an African instrument anyway, and so slaves remembered how they were constructed and would construct them, you know, down south. And so that kind of created the foundation of country and how it became in- introduced to the whites was through blackface. So they played the banjo yep. through blackface and they basically just tried to kind of take it from there. And, um, but yet black people have constantly been put being, have been pushed out of country music yet. We kind of were the founding fathers of, of country music. Yep. You know, there's so many times that black people tried to do country and, you know, white people got offended and did not like to credit it or would get angry and retaliate them for doing country music. Um, But yeah, so some of the greats that white people look up to in country were taught by black guitar players back then. Um, I look at Beyonce's Daddy Lessons. Come on. Somebody had to say it. (laughs) That is a classic. But it angered white people, so they didn't classify it as country. You have Lil Nas Nas X. You have Nelly, who collaborated with Tim McGraw. Oh, my gosh, because it's all in his head. Yeah. And he'd be thinking about it over and over again. Yes. So it's just like, bro, why can't you just let us be great? (laughs) you know what i mean after that whole rant i just had that's basically what it comes down to is like why do you have to whitewash everything you know there's so there's a lot of commonalities i think between black and native culture um and black afro indigenous to where there's a lot of things that stemmed from from us and um we're whitewashed and taken yeah elvis presley being one of them you know there's and the sad part is white people try to cover all of these black songs and they sound terrible it just sounds like unseasoned chicken like it's bad like have you ever seen um ashley tisdale and debbie ryan did a cover of say my name by (gasps) destiny's child Uh, uh, it's trash i will never google will (laughs) never get that from me ever trash bro like Oh my god. Don't gosh. get it. Don't get it. Oh, but, I couldn't. But I think about have you ever watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And so that's what music really I mean, that's a I think people that was a play by August Wilson originally, but it was it wasn't a movie, like a movie movie. It had like maybe three scenes or three different locations on in that movie. So it's meant to really grab your attention for the deeper message. I don't think a lot of people understood it, but it basically was founded on how a lot of black people's music was being bought and then whitewashed. And so throughout the film, you know, she makes this big, big deal about, I need my Coke. I can't start until I get my Coke. And they sit there for hours. They do take after take. And um, the whole point of the film is you're out here, you know, you, first of all, you want to buy my music. Yeah. But if you, after you buy this song that I perform, you, perform for you, who are you going to give it to to re-perform? But yeah. basically what she also, the main point of the film was just like, you do the utmost for all these white musician, musicians, you're going to respect a black woman, you know? Yeah. This is how we found, we founded the music you're trying to make money off of. And so um, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to, but okay. the, um, <laughs> the whole premise is just basically just music, just how music has always just been taken away from us. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Well, that is a whole thing to whole thing. always fully explore. Yeah, um, one of the, too much. <laughs> no, no, you, you have not. No, not at know. all. It's, just, it's like, I feel like a lot of things and I would just tell my mom with this and it's like a lot of things that are common sense to us aren't always common sense to other people. And we have to break things all the way down for people truly to understand why it's common sense or why it makes us so angry or why we even have this podcast. It's like, thank you. Yeah. The point is to break it down. So you understand where we're coming from. So that way we can move forward and change with all of these understandings as a, as collective and as a whole. So I think that's why I kind of end up rambling a lot. Cause I'm like, no, you need to understand. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I appreciate that again. Cause I, again i don't always drop down into that part you know like i oftentimes fly over the top of things because i'm like okay we all got the basics like let's let's go into the good stuff you know um where it's like no we don't all have 
Well, I realized that because I thought I was in the same mindset that you were in. I'm like, everybody understands this. You know, why why wouldn't you understand? But then I realized just with all these different protests going on and speaking and just throughout this past year, I'm realizing how much people don't know. And it yeah. angers me a little bit that they that they don't know. But it's like, oh, you're going to learn today. Like if yeah. I have a mic or I have a platform, yeah. all right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and break this down. Because if you don't understand where we're coming from, how do you how are you going to understand where we're trying to go? Yeah. You know, so it's like you have to understand. And the sad part about music as well especially black music is a lot of it comes from struggle you know it either comes from struggle or it's the complete opposite where it comes out of love and unison like black excellence like i think about gospel music or power music Mm -hmm. you know that's a different type of energy that you can't replicate but then but but the reason how we even got there comes from struggle comes from a yearning for more comes from our experiences which makes music as great as it does which is why i can't feel i feel like it can't truly be replicated you know yeah. you can whitewash it all you want but we know where it's coming from we know who does it better you know what i yeah. mean so yeah that's yeah well, thank you no you 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 have it and um I, I guess what i love too about it all not so much on like the struggle side yet um in what influences how we have been able to adapt and evolve because you know, like you hear those harmonies and those melodies that come off of um, the the continent of Africa. You know, like the 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 harmonies and the ways that they're putting uh, music together over there, it strikes different. You know, you feel it. It gives its signature. And in the exact same way, like when I hear an honor song or a flag song, um, mm-hmm. either with our Nimipu people or anyone else, like you hear you hear it mm-hmm. you I don't even know what the it is yet there's like that deep rooted and like very very ancestral yeah. um, like symphony that comes out you know yeah especially during honor songs oh especially during honor songs and the exact same thing with the connection with the drum you know like yeah. uh, with our tribal people in Africa as well as like here you know once you hear that like that bang on that hollow instrument and it and it resounds in that way it really gets you uh yeah yeah and and i love that both things kind of tie you know um like i get so emotionally overtaken by a powwow song um or 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 an honor song or just any you know traditionally sung song uh whether it's in sweat um or on a zoom recording you know sometimes some of these zoom meetings people will sing a song uh, and at the exact same time, too, like when I hear um, spirituals, gospel, even ugh, although I'm so annoyed by it, uh, mm-hmm. Kanye and like his what's what's the thing with Sunday? I, I, I See, what it's called, but it's mask Sunday mask. Thank choir, you. I think mm, it is. Mm, it's something it's Sunday like service. That. There it goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and like they're bomb, you know, like those are like the music and like the, the feeling and the joy, everything. It all. Oh, oh, my gosh. It just like surrounds you, you know. Um, and you can hear like the ancestral ties back to the motherland, you know, like the way that we're layering and, and, um, projecting and emoting in these ways. Uh, there's just something so intangible that always like washes over you. Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to where, although we didn't really talk about it yet, but it's religion, you know, and we're not going to move in towards that for this. (laughs) this However, no, it it does play in though. It does. And that's where I'm talking about with like slave spirituals is like back then we had to find our own hope. You know, we didn't really have much of a choice but to praise our God the way that we did back Mm -hmm. then. And it became a yearning. It came out, became a cry. It came, came a happy place, but it was also an angry place sometimes too. And so I think with gospel music, that's why it's as powerful as it is because that got passed down from one generation to the next generation. How we sing this note, how we really project it, you know, how mm-hmm. we get the anointing and how it all, everything all, everything stems from slavery or stems from racism. And it's sad, but it's also beautiful too, because look how far we've came and what we've created. Yeah. So that's how I think about it. But yeah, definitely gospel and power music definitely has, I think, moves me the most Yeah. when I listen to it. Well, then I think about the spirituality, too, because like uh, say like with my uncles or any other presenters that I've been in contact with around culture camp with the Nespers tribe or anything like that, 
there's always a talk about like, you know, our prayers, we, we, we didn't say our prayers on Sunday at a church building. You know, we said mm-hmm. our prayers every day. Uh, we would wake up in the morning uh, and sing your song of mm-hmm. praise, you know, or if you had um, a connection to anything via your, your way, can, your, your spirit uh, from your vision that you go out, you know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes people are instructed to, to have a song or to sing a song. Um, you know, and that, and that became a part of your ritual, you know, like I, I yeah. make sure that I wake up in the morning and I, and I sing this song, uh, in this direction and in this way. Uh, mm-hmm. and at night I'll, I do this other thing, you know? Um, so it's, it's more than just entertainment. It's more than just adding soundtrack to things. It, it actually is a religion and spirituality. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, oh no, it, it is connected, you know? Uh, and again, that's why when I think about like especially with the example of gospel and, you know, uh, spirituals, there's something in there that can't be measured mm-hmm. and it yeah, can't be tracked, you know? Um, and that's where I'm just like, that's the ancestral tie. Like that is the way back part. That's the millennia mm-hmm. of, of life, Yeah, the, you know? And that's what creates so much great music. I mean, even outside of gospel and outside of power music, like hip hop, for example, like first, so, well, it wasn't the first rap song. I think a lot of people labeled Ooh, it. Oh, that's the big that. debate, sugar, huh? Sugar, yeah, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Um, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't a happy song. Yeah. Like when you really break it down, but it's talking about our experiences. It talks about, you know, black people in the projects and what we have to deal with and the mentalities we have to go through. And so a lot of these great music that have made monumental history and currently are making history. And as we speak, all these different songs that are by these black artists or even indigenous hip hop artists, mm-hmm. they're all great because they're relatable or they're all great because there's passion in their music. So that's when I say a lot of it either comes from a struggle or the complete opposite out of complete love because that that's what that's what have been that's what has made great music you know and it's like i think we kind of hold that torch just as black and brown people for create for being really the founders of music just here in here in america and you know making it as great as we did you know i don't know yeah. So uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Like what, what is usually on the airwaves for Michaela T? I have not been on my music game as much as I should have. I've been on my audiobook game. Oh, go off. You <laughs> better educate. It's like I use, like, that's the thing is like anybody who knows me knows how much music has influenced me ever since I was a kid. Like... I did, like I was telling, we were joking about the mixtape things at the start mm-hmm. of the show, but I yeah. was always tapped in. And I did, I was a DJ for one of my colleges. Okay. Um, it was late, so not everybody listening, but it was like, I had a late, <laughs> I had a late slot. But um, music has always influenced me. And I think, and it kind of describes who I am. And that's how it comes out with the references that, references that I make and stuff like that. But as a kid, my dad was always playing like James Brown, Michael Jackson, um, my mom was always playing like the '90s hip hop, the Black Street, oh, yes. you know what I mean, and like or Keith Sweat, or so SWB I was very much. Vogue. Mm-hmm, I was very much tapped in to the to music ever since I was a kid, and then as I got older, hanging around my grandmother, like I loved gospel, I loved the Shirley Caesar, I loved the, oh, you know, the Kirk, I loved the, I loved it all, and so that always that I was always I and still am very connected to gospel music because I feel like. That's a therapy session in 10 minutes. You know, I mean, every gospel <laughs> song is like seven to 10 minutes. But, For it's sure. like, <laughs> but I loved gospel music because it tied me to home. But I also loved powwow music, too, because when I was a kid, I used to dance powwows. And I don't know. I listen to a little bit of everything. And I think now um, all of that has shaped my style now, I feel like. But I can listen to almost anything. Okay. Um, but right now, I'm, I sure can. I'm on the wave of like, <laughs> I can listen to it. I didn't say that I, <laughs> I like it. Things. I can tolerate. <laughs> the only thing I can't to- I can't tolerate is like screamo music. I can't. Oh, okay. Um, but that's what I like really, like my go-tos is definitely gospel music, power music. Um, and I really, and it's not necessarily gospel music because of Christian. I hate to say it that, say that, say it that way, but mm. not necessarily Christianity. Yeah. It's how the words are being said. It's yeah. what's being said. Um, and the passion behind what's being said. But currently, I'm on like sometimes I like to get a little ratchet, you know what I'm saying? But then sometimes, I'm also, like, 
okay, you don't have to put all the business on the street. Just kidding. <laughs> it was a question. However, so your answer bad. let me know. You know I'm joking. Like right now. Oh, I forget his name. I really like Quickstand. I don't forgot what it's oh, called. I feel. I feel like I feel. I feel really old. Kind of trying to replicate that song right now. But um. But right now, I definitely like. Um, I like her. I'm definitely oh. listening to a lot of her and Snow Allegra. Oh, I love Someone her Someone said she did something and she's like, oh no, she's cut off. And I don't know what uh. she did, but I like, yeah, I like, that's that's my genre right now. Like her, Snow, um, definitely some Jasmine Sullivan oh my gosh, right now. Her yes. voice is amazing. I like people who sang, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they sing they're singing and they're singing and like if you can sing and jasmine can sing yeah otherwise they have to have like a dope message i mean i'm an artist myself so if it's got some sensitivity or a message like you just hear that lyric like then i'll listen to it yeah but yeah i'm not too much on like the the i don't like songs that are like too too explicit and i feel like an old lady but i don't <laughs> like so i'm like this is nasty and i'll change it and so some people can't sit in the car with me because they like listening to that stuff and i'm like this is too much this is too much what's she talking about and my dad i'm like i feel like i'm turning into my dad because he'll be like what's she saying and then just turn it off <laughs> i'm the same way sometimes so oh, that's too good. What well, um, yeah, d- don't come around to. me on my uh, Megan The Stallion kicks. Oh, no, I can, uh, I, no, that's what I'm saying. I have my moments, don't get me wrong. But some right. music is just raw and nasty yeah. and, like, too descriptive. Like, I can't do all that. But, like, I can usually do pretty much, I can do pretty much anything else. I live. Uh, yeah, actually, what's funny is the, the gospel thing actually hit a lot because of the Christianity thing. Which we haven't talked about religion yet officially. We have in yeah, our like, combo. right? We have talked about it prior to this off air, uh, mm-hmm. yet we haven't touched on it here, and that is a big deterrent for me because I absolutely all the things that you said about gospel. You know the all of it. It's every song, every track. It can take you there. You know, it lifts yeah. you. It's an experience. Well, um, for me, it's like my whole family listens. Like my dad's mm. side, they're all Baptist. They're my my grandma. Like it takes me, it gives me a whole feeling. Like it makes me Got feel it. like almost a little girl again because yes. like my my grandma's in the kitchen cooking dinner, and she always had. Or even in the morning when I come down and she's cooking me, you know, my grits and sausage and whatever she has, yeah. you know, making her applesauce. She has the music playing. Like God, it's always gospel music. So for me, aside from you know, the feeling of, you know, what they're saying and how they're saying it. It's me just feeling at home as well. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Well, you know, another uh, mind-blowing moment. Because, yeah, the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Again, for people who don't know, um, although I am Native and Black, I was raised by two Native families. Uh, so it was me and my mom. Uh, she was a single mom for the first few years of my life. It was just the two of us over in Seattle. And then uh, she married my stepdad, who is also native. Uh, So I've grown up around two native families. And I always enjoy these perspectives that you share, Michaela, because, yeah, I I never even put together, you know, even the nostalgia part of it because it wasn't a nostalgia in the houses that I uh, grew up in. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything, I had like one or two family, I had a couple family members um, who would listen to gospel here and there. Um, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't an ambiance that I was always around, you know, it didn't tie me to place and space in the same way that it does you. Yeah. Uh, And that's That's beautiful. That's all my family listens to though. Like. That's beautiful. And we'll get into that conversation when we have our religious conversation, but they don't listen to like, no, nothing else. They just listen to straight gospel. So like my grandma, my aunts. So that's why I have that nostalgia, but. Okay. Yeah, well, that makes they sense. They don't listen to no devil music. <laughs> <laughs> like it is defined and clear. Like yeah. you know what it is. This is what we. This is what we engage with, and the mm-hmm. rest leave it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Because then that's so for me. I, since I don't have a nostalgia, um, the only thing that I really have tied to it is like the emotion, and then I guess the healing portion of you know the release, the let go. 
Um, however, again, I have a hard time putting that in the frame of Christianity just because of like where I am as a person, you know? Yeah. I don't like hearing talk about God and Jesus and Christ. It just, it bothers me to my mm-hmm. core. And I don't like that it does, yet, you know, history has heavily influenced why I feel that way. Um, so yeah, thank you for bringing that part up. And outside of that, I listen to a lot of <laughs> a lot of craziness. Uh, as I mentioned, like SZA, Solange, uh, Beyonce, which I guess not everybody knows me, yet if uh, you do hear anything about me or anything around me, just know that Beyonce is most likely probably involved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you and Ty. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, just know. Beyonce, it's a thing. Though, I mean, she's a chameleon. She, like, yeah. she, can, she has there's a soundtrack to everybody's lives. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, beyond that, like, um, in the same way with my TV and movies, I also have been curating my space with um, only black and native creatives yeah, in my music which I respect you for completely i forget um, that you do sometimes when i bring up different stuff and i'm like oh shoot he hasn't watched that or he's yeah. not. no he's not and i don't want to deter you from that no not big, at all that's a big step that i know people can't do yeah and even some people are fooled because i mean i even think about some of these corporations and stuff like that they have a black face but they have a white owner mm-hmm. so that's why it's just that's why i respect you so much because there's so much shenanigans and like Yes. And mainstream media and, and just corporations and so for you to really actually dig deep and do that that's definitely commendable yeah well thank you again it's literally just this is the time that i have in my day so i'm only going to dedicate <laughs> yeah. what i want you know if i um, had one day on earth it would not be with me yeah thank you you know what i'm saying though no i get it that's what i'm saying i think it's dope yeah and it's not easy but it's dope yeah and what's cool is that it really like it ties into what you're saying because I'm like I I go and I listen to black creatives you know like yeah. Jimi Hendrix and like all the jazz vocalists um, you know you listen to it doesn't matter uh, Fela uh, international like black creatives themselves are incredible mm-hmm. and so it's been fun in paring down what I listen to then I know that I can always basically generally trust a black creative you yeah. know with like the indie r&b and indie soul and alt rock mm-hmm. and you know there there's people there are black creatives in all of these spheres and even though i don't always listen to these genres completely like i can go in and i can listen to this black creative and i'm like oh at some point like it'll it's gonna pop you know there's most likely yeah. something in here uh, because of that pulse, because of that heartbeat, because of that part that you're talking about, that it can't be replicated, you know? Mm-hmm. And although it may not be the one, you know, mainstream image of what blackness and what black music is, no, black creatives, like, all over uh, yeah. have just such an amazing way of expressing and innovating and, you know, throwing down a fun beat and a cute little vocal, you know? Yeah. Uh, that it's it's actually been very enriching because it's helped me to again focus in and just trust i'm like okay yeah i've never heard of you necessarily and or like yeah i know your your name say james brown you know yet i know i know that the title tracks you know yet how how much have i immersed myself in the full bodies of work you know so then you go and then you immerse yourself in that full body of work and you're like oh my gosh, like you're saying some stuff on this song and hey, I feel really great about this song and oh my yeah. gosh, this really struck me in this way in the other song. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's a lot to relate to just as collective. Even if you haven't lived that experience, you know that our people have and I think that's what really resonates with me in a lot of this, especially older music. You know, I'm a little bit of an old head, little traditionalist when it comes to different musics. Like, and for you, a good, have you watched the Billie Holiday movie on Hulu? Not yet. Aren't there two of them that are coming out? Well, watch the, I don't know. It's the one, what is his name? Man, I'm like blanking all day today. But the, I think it's just U.S. versus Billie Holiday. Holiday. That's a heavy one. But I think you should watch it. Okay. And just kind of getting an understanding of how much we've had a fight for our right to establish the music that we have created um but yeah that's a good one i just had another movie in my mind and i just completely blanked again 
But anyway, that's the like watching these films and especially you know now that they're coming out with them and they're touching on a lot of history that's never been touched on before and yeah. explaining things in different ways and um, I'm glad they are. I'm glad it's coming out because it's been a lot of these struggles that they are spotlighting we have today, but in different ways and um, and it really shows how connected and intertwined we are with music and how we kind of birthed it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yes. And but outside yes. of that, all the ratchetry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, one of my favorite forms of ratchet and one of my favorite forms of Friday and Saturday music is a round dance song. Um, hear me out. I'll throw on round, da- round dance music. And at a certain point, I will most likely start shaking my... I almost cussed there. Um, but shaking my <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. I do. There's like something about that... Like, and I'll just start hitting a little bounce, and my hands come on my knees. And I'm like, why am I twerking to? Did you to... see that? There's this video on Facebook, and the guy's round dancing, and the chick in the backpack in the background is like literally twerking as he does. He's like, me. no, not that kind of dance. Like, that's me. That's me. Because I was hit dying. That, I literally got that whole image of you in the background of that meme. Wow. I was like, bro. But it's true. Like, really stuff that resonate with you really... Like, I love power music. I just yeah. listen to that anytime. And, like, it's funny because gospel music gets me lit. And I'm yeah. like, I should not be listening to this at 2 a.m. <laughs> on my way home from the club. But I low-key... Like, it gets me... I don't know. It gets you yeah. jumping. You it know what I mean? Going. You get in your feels. Yeah. In so. round dance songs, they're low-key. I honestly feel as though round dance songs are, like, native trap music. Because sometimes I'll talk about they some, are. like... They you know, are. Some, like, Facebook messed drama. up thing. Yeah. <laughs> all that type of stuff that always cracks me up i'm like i love the blend basically Mm -hmm. um where we can take the traditional and understand that we're still present here today and we can do some ratchet stuff too we can mess around with no good dudes or you know womanize or whatever all those probably unfavorable things yet it's still kind of funny and it plays a and it plays its part anyways Mm -hmm. that's all (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good. I think we we kind of accomplished a lot of range of music. Yeah. From then to now to our personal feelings. Like, I don't know who else has done that full scope. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we're just not on here embarrassing ourselves with all of this <laughs> stuff we are saying. <laughs> Somebody relates somewhere out there. <laughs> yep. Somewhere, some way. And yeah. I mean, I guess we can't control it. I I look back at photos from 1993 and I feel embarrassed. Yeah. At the time, I felt fly as fuck. So I was just being uh, born. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, dating myself. You know what? I don't mind. Uh. <laughs> I was coming. I was coming. I, I might have been cooking or I might have been out. But <laughs> that's my year. I, okay, my bad. Well, boom. There we go. Uh, moral is, we're in the moment. We did it. And uh, thank you so much for sharing this space yet again. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm glad we were able to have a little two-parter on this music. This music past two episodes i would say no okay i'm putting my phone off again i'm glad that we were able to have this two-parter episode on music (laughs) it got out it did well i'm excited for our next one so now until next time we want to thank everybody for tuning in today As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time.